Okay, so we met in 20, 2009. We met in 2009 on a blind date. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin uh, hooked us up and uh, we uh, didn't hit it off at that time. Yeah, we were both very young. Um, but we became friends. We became really, really good friends. Um, we we kept in touch. Yeah, but I say, we all kept in touch with each other. Yeah, we did. We kept in touch with one another. Hung out a few times. Yeah. Had a lot of mutual acquaintances. And friends. Yeah, acquaintances and friends. And, um, um, we just, I guess, kept in touch throughout the years or whatever. A lot of years to keep in touch. Yeah, it was eight, eight years before we became anything. Really? Yeah. Eight. Yeah, we were friends for a while. And we were just hanging out. And then we wasn't just hanging out. Now we married. Sorry, I see you in a whole other type of way. But What's the, what, what do you see? Well, they just started coming together. <clears throat> True. And it just like, like I said, it wasn't planned or nothing like that. Though. No ill intentions or anything. It was just like, you know, just segueing to just one better thing after another. Yeah. From my point of view. It did. I, if it worked that the way it was supposed to. It's just so funny how the person for you can just be under your nose that entire time and you not know nothing about it. Yeah. Like, such, is, such is the thing, my luck in my life, to be honest. <laughs> Mine too. It just happens. Mm. Every time I've tried to do things calculated, it never works out. Whenever I do things calculated, I end up finding a bigger lesson and reward at the end. What I'm actually looking for. Oh, okay. That's a different perspective. Like, that's really true. Like, every time I did something calculated, either I got exactly what I wanted or that or shit hit the fan. Who has life figured out anyway? That is a question I have been asking since I was 15 years old. Who has all the answers? Well, at 32, I realized nobody has the answers. We all out here winging it, taking it one day at a time, which is why grace is so important. Welcome to Black Girls Need Grace 2, where this black girl is navigating through life trying to give herself grace. Come on this journey with me while I learn to be patient with myself, kind with myself, and also being okay with the fact that I don't have it all figured out. So many laughs, tears, all of the above. You don't want to miss this. And I still learn from it some one way or fashion. Don't know how, but man. But you know, that's one reason why I can say... I started liking you. You're so optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I, see, I can't look at a terrible life because I know for a fact that, like, I don't. Life ain't as terrible for me, per se, as it could be. And I, I see, you know my profession. You know, I seen the, the lowest of the low. 
for people and help people of the lowest of the lowest. So. And it's funny because I have the personality of like, oh my God, the sky is falling and the world is coming apart and you... It's, we're so different. I'm the one saying, look, the sky is falling, but look, you know it's going to be like clouds and stuff, right? So it's going to be soft. <laughs> <laughs> we balance each other out, and I think that is a wonderful thing. And I'm happy that you could take time out to have a conversation with your wife for the people. Yeah, I don't want to give it a time stamp so you know. <laughs> I say, yeah, just got work, so I don't want to give it a time stamp. It's storming, so I decided, why the hell not? Safe inside our house. Yes, we have a house. That's crazy. Yeah. We went from living with our people. I remember when I was in my mid-20s, I wanted an apartment. In mid-20s, yeah. My mid-20s, I wanted an apartment. And then, as far as the growth of myself, I started making more money. My credit started rising to like over 700. I said, why not go for a house? Yeah, I'm happy that things went the way that they went. Because there was definitely a time when it was a little little rusty. You mean rocky? Rocky, rusty, whatever you want. Rusty means uh, like we was out of of work or something. No, we was definitely not out of work. We were just working on things. It was a a time that we needed. But I can say that we got past that. And it was a beautiful outcome. We had some treacherous things happen, which is such as life. And then it happened so close. I don't care what anyone says. And some people laugh at me when I say this. But I knew you were the one for me before that. But that time, going from the hospital to Marrero, us doing that, like, and you being there with me, getting the phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning, being all frustrated, and you going through what you were going through, it was a lot for us. And that and that was not a long span of time. Like all that, it started in September and ended in September. It almost like a, a triggering thing we said though. Like, it makes me bring me back to like another time when like I had another strange thing happen like with my dad and whatnot. And then I guess the second time around was better with my grandma. That was my first, no, that was my, that was my, my second traumatic loss. Cause my great grandmother passed when I was 21, 21 going on 22. Yeah, you was, you was just becoming into your adult. Yeah, I didn't get it at that then. I didn't get it. Like it was sad. I was depressed, but she was 85. She was my great grandmother. I still had my mom, my grandma, my aunt. It was. You had your great grandma. That's that's a blessing in its own. Yes, and I miss her every day. Okay. You would have loved her. Oh my God, you would have loved her because she was so funny. She was she was very very upfront, but you it was funny because she was old. I wanted to meet my grandma. My grandma. She would have loved your grandma. But I said, my grandma, that would have been like a, that would been like a funny interaction. So my grandmother loved your grandmother. I see. 
my mom's my grandma was the I ain't gonna lie to you. If you did not like my grandma, I had something against my grandma. You was truly something. Or yeah, it had to be spirit. you. It did. Your like, grandma yeah. was really, really a sweet, sweet you, woman. You it was, yeah. You had to like really do like nah. Even even when my baby had dementia, you couldn't you couldn't tell me that lady. You couldn't do no wrong. That lady could do no wrong in my eyes. No, yeah, no. Your mom, your grandmother was was definitely a very, very sweet woman. I'm him, happy that I got the pleasure to meet her. Oh man. Um. Happy, happy man, baby. Happy man. Yeah, she used to always compliment me on my nails. She was. She was <laughs> my grounding force that kept me. She was my humanity, so to speak. I can understand. About humility and stuff like that. Yeah, she was a real peaceful woman. I can say that. The the short time I did know her, she was very, very peaceful and funny. (laughs) Trashed off. Yes. You know she don't really curse all the time. She really curses when she repeats like a curse word that you said. (laughs) That's why I said she was a saint. I can't blame her. So... Coming up on our one year wedding anniversary, we've been married almost a year. Christmas will make it a complete year. You have been married to all of this craziness. <laughs> all this craziness? I mean, you talking about life itself? I mean, yes. I mean, marriage is just, it's a beautiful thing when you're going with the right mindset and you know you're able to maintain it. And that's why I learned. Crazy. Like, <laughs> never thought I'd be able to be blessed to be married. I thought I'd be married in my 40s to 50s. I didn't think I was going to get married. I, I, I had a very ugly relationship with marriage. So, I... Even when I was pushing it, I didn't think it was going to happen because I thought... I didn't want it. Uh, my whole thing Crazy, is, I know. One thing I learned, like, when you want to find a thing in life, it always gonna come like a cost or something like that. You can't never just go into it thinking like, yeah, I want this. What would you, would you, did you see what you want? You're gonna have to put some work in for this. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing my, my mom and dad always told me like, and things this in this life you have to work for everything you got. Everything. Everything. Yeah, my my um parents pushed the same thing. I didn't catch the memo till later on in life, but I got it. <laughs> Shout out to my parents. They cool people. Oh yeah. Cool people. Pretty, pretty yeah. nice. We have some dope in-laws. I can't lie. <laughs> you got Steve for your statement. Well, I, I got, I got the in-laws. I'm not in love with I don't have no complaints. I don't. I love you. I love your family. Hey, I love I say my in-laws are pretty nice. I, I love both. Love yeah, both. thank you. I appreciate that. It means that we're doing something right. Like a king special right there. <laughs> so when did you know that you were ready to just be with one person? Just just all the other stuff that we To be honest, it just something that just came to me. 
Like, it just so happened that it happened for me. And I, like I said, I've dealt with multiple women before in my life. And then one thing my dad always said, why you think the dog life doesn't have a, a long expectancy? So I'm like, I didn't understand it, but I'm like, yeah, you can't live this that, that play of lifestyle, so to speak, for a long period of time. Because I wasn't about to start finding all the women I'm dealing with stuff. I'm not about to keep blowing money on frivolous things. I'm not about to keep making the dumb decisions and stuff like that. Letting my pride come into play about a lot of things. I started to just find myself and like coming more to myself. Hey man, I need to have stability. I need to start working on that. I need to start learning how to make, make financial decisions that need to be made. And when the time comes, just learning more about myself. Like, like dang, bro. If I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have messed with all the women I did in my younger days. But I'm glad I did to learn how to treat women and how to navigate this myself while being married and stuff like that and appreciating my wife more. Mm-hmm. Never made me want to just be with my one wife I am wife I have now. Excuse me. And it's just a blessing to be with just one woman. Cause I'm definitely not trying to make it more than one. <laughs> you got the game fucked up and I'm not doing it. I know y'all be talking about man, you can't have more than one wife. Hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. One wife is good for me. <laughs> I mean, me and my best friend talk about that polyamory stuff all the time and how people have polyamory misconstrued. They they are confusing a man with a bunch of women with polyamory. And either one is not my flavor. I don't knock the people who into it, but it's not for me. However, I'm not about to sit up here and say that I would want to juggle all them different men myself. I'm speaking from a person that experienced that and like, no, I experienced it. It would have be an ideal situation for a man twice. And both times, it would be my worst nightmare. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad took me on time. My grandfather had 10 wives. He was a chick. And he, that's probably, I think that's what killed him. Yes. I think, I really think, because he had a heart attack, I believe. I think that's what killed him. I think the fact that he had 10 wives, and I know, excuse what I'm about to say, y'all. I know what what stupid men think. I'm not going to say stupid. Naive men think. That's 10 different vaginas. I get to stick my dick in. That's ten you know, different. That's 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 it. Ooh, it comes with a price always. Like, you can't you just think like, especially women of today. You can't just think you about to mess with just one chick, and that's all she wants. No one no knows. Like Hell no, she gonna want more than that. You, well, look, she knows that you. She knows that you. This, she know you married. You think you keep a ring? Make up ugly dude fine as a motherfucker. I don't know what it is. What you trying to say? Let me finish. A ring makes you very attractive. And this is speaking from a woman who used to live a certain sordid kind of life. When, Because I'm talking about when you said, and he married. Yes, it's more appealing. I don't agree with it. But there is that, that little piece of me that's like, I get it, sis. I And that that's why it's a little part of me. Man, 
because it's 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 very very stupid. It's weird to me, but but I I there is that part of me that's like I understand because it's it's about you want something that you can't have, and it's also where I feel her personally playing from Nick's S twenty one. See how you just. Got the, uh, oh my god! You got the what you call them? Sorry, my apologies. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna edit that out. But, but no, I would have my train of thought. No, but like I said, just being with one woman is good enough for me. And I would never even think about having more than one wife. My wife is all the woman I need. I'm not just trying to say this because she... Yeah, because I'm not putting a gun to that man here telling him to say that. <laughs> she actually twisted my arm. <laughs> not true. It is not true. I had no dealings in that. I appreciate that, though. Thank you. Nah, it's all love, baby. You got it. I definitely do appreciate that. What has been the hardest part of marriage for you? Believe it or not, I thought when I was going into marriage or thinking about getting married, I thought my wife would give me a hassle. Not even my wife that gives me a hassle. It really be me. It really be all me <laughs> that gives me the hassle. I be thinking about like, man, if I go spend this amount of money over here, I won't have enough money to like do other stuff for for my wife or maintain my household or maintain my lifestyle, which my lifestyle ain't too dramatic or nothing like that, but it's just man. I always be thinking about like I can't fuck this up. I cannot fuck this up. I just cannot. I love you. I just don't want to. I just, just really to... love you. You just so amazing. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm just hearing you talk, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm married to this person. But appreciate, it, but nah, I don't want to fuck this up because I just like, bro. Like I said, I, I value not only my peace, but my wife peace, and our solitude, which I think my life, my wife, if she has no way, she'll live a extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> perfectly fine with it. She deserves I, mean, I like the nice shiny thing. Perfectly fine. That's that's what you. Me personally. <laughs> I'm just trying to see my bank account on be, you know? <laughs> just chill. <laughs> um, like I said, it's just one of those things like I just be battling myself every single day. Like that's why I wake up four thirty in the morning to get myself together, like go to the gym, pump that iron and whatnot, do my workouts and everything. Get my shit together for the day and making sure, like, look, okay, what needs to be taken care of today? I got my self-love out of the way. This bill needs to be taken care of. This bill needs to be taken care of. That needs to be taken care of. The wife needs help with this. I, I learned, like, look, I got to let her do her. Like, look, I need to take care of myself before I can take care of her. Not because I'm putting on a back burden, but I, that's my lesson that I learned from my dad. And even before, even even after he passed, he said, "You cannot take bricks out your house to take care of another person's house. Because when a storm hits, that storm is gonna blow your house over while their house is intact." Mm-hmm. 
but that's why I make sure, like, I make sure I'm, I'm, I'm solid where I'm at, and then I, I start um, handling my business. Which is a very, very smart thing to do. I can say for me, the hardest part of marriage for me has been how do I navigate through going through all the stuff I got on my plate and still show up in my marriage without feeling like I'm monopolizing my husband's time by talking about me all the time. That is, I never really even think about like that till you said that. Yeah, I think sometimes for me in the type of personality that I have, as much as people love talking to me, I always feel like, why do they feel comfortable talking about me? Because in my mind, I only speak from my experience. So it's like in my head, am I making it about me or am I making them feel comfortable? Sometimes it'd be a uh, mixture of both. You know, and it's hard because you want to give that advice, but it's like, I can't, how can I give advice or have a conversation without making it about me, without coming off self-centered? Well, but I say, I don't, but I say this is how I word things for me, myself, when I come to advice, like, look, I'm telling you from my own personal experience, this is how this is this happened. And look, I know this is hard for you, whatever the hell, whatever the hell the situation is, and you leave it from there. That's how I usually handle it. Yeah, because I, I admire the fact that people could trust me enough to want my opinion. Because sometimes I feel like, am I just blowing fucking hot air? Because I'm just winging this shit like everybody else. So I think to myself, how the fuck can I give anybody any advice when I when the world is burning down in my mind 24-7? You'd be, you'd be surprised. <clears throat> you know, so I just look at people like, why? Like, you know, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, and also you don't want to be the wet blanket. I can say that I, I am, I'm, was once in a space where I was flat out told I was a wet blanket. And even though you give me the space to be whatever I want to be in that moment, it's me fight myself saying, you got to stop whining about your problems. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get that. You either like, yeah, you're trying to get yourself like a pep talk, like, come on, man, get your shit together. I, I I understand and I'm with that type of pet talk, but like you just feeling bad, you know, give your time yourself to feel bad. Like don't sell them like give yourself the pet talk and you know damn well like fuck that was fucking traumatic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I know damn well I always say like, man, look, I'm feeling this and some people are like, man, hurry up. Hold the fuck on, bro. Hold the fuck on. Take your time over here. <laughs> It's it's a lot like experiencing loss and getting married. We got married literally a month and some change after your grandmother passed and my mama passed. Like we really didn't we didn't really stop after all of that happened. Yeah, I could never say that. <clears throat> I don't regret that. 
you could have done it differently, but I don't regret it because no, I it, don't it, made, it. it made us into people we are not. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. It seemed like things started to kind of like waking up for me your birthday in June. That's when I started to kind of start to see people and not just figures. And cause, it, cause I will say this: we were on that. We went, we when we went on that um, trip with your, uh, with your family. It was, it was, it was emotionally rough for me. And I think that's when I started having kind of a breakthrough. Like, okay, you need to. You've been, you've been grieving for about six months now. You've been in this really, really dark space. You're still gonna be in that space because it's grief, but you're starting to kind of realize, okay. I can chew gum and walk at the same time, and so to speak. Like that was when I started realizing I can grieve my mama and also do other things as well. Building confidence. And yeah. Building yourself up. Yeah. That that trip really helped me with my confidence, and I, and I just realized that just now. Huh? Funny how things work. But that that's when I was like, okay. I can do something. I can get some stuff. I can get some stuff shaking. Hmm, you gotta always put the work in, man. For yourself. You do. You really do. One of the most brutal yet honest things I was told and I have came to the conclusion is no matter what you go through in this life, the sun will rise and the sun will set. It's true. Yes, you will have heartbreak. Yes, you will have traumatized losses. You you will go through a lot of things in this life. But no matter what, the sun will rise and the sun will set. Yeah, it's very, very true. What has been the easiest part of marriage for you? Yeah, that's a trick question, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly tell you, like, marriage is not... Easy, but mm-hmm. it ain't that hard. I can honestly say that. But if I just had to pick something that's easy, really, really, it's really just being being loved by you. Really, that's really it. Because that's, really, <laughs> that's, that's why I say that. Just pick something easy. That's really the easiest thing. Like, ladies, if home, you ever want to set your man up. To stroke your ego, ask him a question you know the answer to. Seriously, ask the question because I knew what your the, answer was gonna be. I'm about to seriously change my answer. <laughs> you can't say that. I gotta erase food. It's just like erase food. Erase food. You can do no, it. No, it's not. You can't. Re- what? How yeah. you gonna do that? Yes. It's not how it works. That's how it works. You already said it on. It's been recorded. It's documented what you said. That was your raw answer. Ooh, really? So. Bam. I changed my mind. It's on PS5. Whatever. He ain't it beat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you and that PS5 
are not helps me keep me sane. Um, helps keep me sane and keeps things rolling in this household we call our home. You know what? And then you know what? Speaking of that, before I ask this another this other question, that is something that I want to speak on. I am not one of those chicks who give a crap about a dude playing a game as long as he is not neglecting his duties as a man and a husband. Why can't you talk about me? Say it's me. Okay, you. I appreciate the fact that you still, you don't make the game a priority. Yes, it is a stress reliever for you, but you still, even in the midst of you playing the game, I love the fact that you will pause the game just to come check on me. I appreciate it. I think you'd be having to use the bathroom at the same time, but I still appreciate you checking it. You don't want me to be honest. You don't want me to be honest. <laughs> but nah, I, if I say me personally, I treat my game as a reward because I work hard and that's part of my lifestyle. Just I just want to chill, play my game, love my wife. I don't want to do all the extra other shit kind of sort. That just all the that just extra. I just want to just really chill, play my game. And, like, I know, look, I can't play my game all day, every day. I wish I could from time to time, but, nah, there's other things I'm interested in besides my game. You know, I love it to death. (laughs) Love it to death. Keeps, like I said, keeps things whole in this house. But I wish men would give a better detailed explanation than, at least I'm not in the streets. Like, I get it, but that's not helping the problem. That's gaslighting. I mean, some in a people, sense. Some people can't help with help that because that's what they all they feel. And yeah, that's, like, and that's that's giving manipulation, gaslighting. This is what I feel. Like, look, I, I love my game. That's it. I I wasn't going to be on the street any day. <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't use that because that's some psychological warfare kind of bullshit right there. Somewhere. At least I'm not in the streets. Nigga, that's not my point. You're still not doing what you're supposed to do here. But I think that that's why men should be very, very detailed in their responses. Whoa, Use your words. I do believe in using your words. Well, most definitely, but as I tell you, not everybody will. I, I get it. You know, I don't like it, but I get it. I, 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 I definitely get it. It's just some of the responses that men... Have. Like just dudes feel com- I, I love the fact that men are comfortable talking to me about that kind of stuff, and I love I love shaking their minds when they expect me to have one answer and it's really on a whole other spectrum. That's funny too, but I, I, I do wish men would would make more of an effort to communicate better for women because. I would rather you flat out tell me what it is and lay it, like you say, lay it out like I'm five. Break it down to me like I'm five. Break it down to me like I'm five. What's the word? Instead of you giving me, leave me to my own devices. I understand that. I do. I think if you flat out tell a chick, look, I like playing this game. Because it keeps me from strangling you. It keeps me sane. It keeps me, you know, it communicate that. Now, if she, now if you done laid all that out to her and she's still tripping and you know for sure you come home, you spend time with her, you know, you 
do what, take out the tra- whatever. You do everything that is that's asked of you. Then you have a leg to stand on. Now, if you come home, don't acknowledge her, and you just want to play the game, you're fucked up. But I'm speaking, <laughs> but I'm speaking to the men who do what they're supposed to do or what's asked of them, and she's still tripping. Then that's that's some deeper type thing there. But that's when you really should just break it down, and if and if then she still doesn't get it, she's not the one for you, buddy. Leave her the PS5 was there first. I'm not gonna. See, I'm not gonna say she's not the one for you. I'm gonna say she, she is the one. Not the one. But I just had to say that when you brought up playing the game, because a lot of men have that argument. But what has been? How? Oh no! What has been? How have you been able to balance marriage? In your personal life, I mean that's a that's also a trick question because a marriage in my personal life is intertwined, so to speak. In a sense, yes. But really, just keeping one thing as a priority at a time. Like I will make sure to like, look, you okay? You need anything? I know how women is. I know my wife is. You got to ask them three times. (laughs) I make sure. Because they change their minds. Perfectly fine with that. But you know my rule. Ask you three times. You better have a good reason to come back and dash me. Because, I look, I asked you. You said everything was good. And I'm going to walk away like everything good. But once I prioritize that and make sure that's taken care of, then I take care of all the other stuff. But it also go back to like when I start my day 4 30 in the morning, that's all me. That's all me. It's all the boy. That's the, that's 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 the boy. But I need that. Yeah, I need that. I need that. And then taking care of my business and we roll into the day, taking care of one thing at a time. I mean, you can have that, because when you get up to go to the gym, I s I be sleep. I know. I wish I could. I wish I could stay laid down in the bed too. But hey, you don't even stay laid down in the bed on Fridays when you don't go to the gym. You still get up. I gotta go to work. You don't have to go to work till seven. But it's bye bye. You get up about four, five in the morning. You won't get out of the bed, but you'll be up. You'll be up watching shit. I don't know. Hey, something be, about sports or something. I'll be up there taking handling me time, baby. Mm-hmm. But I'll be just taking one thing at a time. Prioritizing is something I've just learned a couple of years ago. And I've been making sure that's just the emphasis of what like, I do. I never try to take care of one thing before not taking care of the other. Like I always got to take care of this specific thing first. And then I move on to something else. Which is which is it's smart. Obviously. I can multitask if it if it calls for it, but it's like I'd rather just take it out right then and there. Like I like to put my full focus on things like yeah, get my undivided. We are so different because I have procrastinated. Which I've gotten better at procrastination. I will say this: marrying you has helped me grow up a lot. You've helped me grow up a lot. You become an adult? Shut up. <laughs> what kind of adult have you become? 
I had become a responsible adult. I had become the type of adult that rather goes to a re- go to a restaurant during lunch hour because I get the best service during the day. That Chinese food we had today was so fu- it was so good, and it was it was ho- I've never had Chinese food where I seen the smoke steaming off of it. Why you think I like to go man go during the day or go early? Why are we try to go at night? You ain't gonna get the best meat. You ain't gonna get the best. Hell anything. no! And I've had that same exact dish a gajillion times. It has never been that good. It's never been. What time you go? The, the vegetables still had a crisp on them. But I said, wait. What time you had went in the evening? They opened. I was there at eleven when they opened. You know what I'm saying? What time you went? Um, any other time? Oh, it was like like after three o'clock. Oh yeah, you gonna get that. You gonna get that. Uh, okay service. After lunch, like, dog, that changed my whole perspective on things. I was like, I see why my husband is big on, they give you, they give you more meat. Dog, I, I'm just, it's, it just, it boggled my yeah, mind. I think I like to go to balls at a certain times. Because I'm like, look, I know I'm going to get the best of this. I dog, need this. like, now I like going places. That I don't like packed places, loud places. Bending, bending. It's not like that. Bending, not like that. I I can't I can't function in 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 clutter as like I used to. Why would you want to function? I, I don't know. I was depressed, man. But yeah. now clutter drives me nuts. I need space. I yes. need space and opportunity. I need to make sure, yes. like, look, when we get down to the get down, I got enough space to handle mine and yours, and we gonna come back for everything else. <laughs> I need the space. Space is gonna always gonna be. Yes, me. like I can't function with the clutter anymore. Oh my God, it drives me nuts. Yeah, we rid of them people. Like, look, we'll show up at your at your uh, establishment. What time you open for? It's oh, open for twelve God. o'clock. We gonna be there about twelve o one. Twelve o five. I can say that we have gotten some very good service this year, as far as eating out, because I do think the time frame plays a big part. Oh yeah. When we went for my birthday, it was amazing. Oh yeah. Flemings, it was good. It was good. It's really, really good. Say, check with the phone bill, but you know. <laughs> it was good. It was really, really good. But it was, I, I I appreciate that. You, I will say being with you has made me appreciate a lot of things that I didn't before. And I've grown so much just within this year with everything that, that we have and had and have going on. I can say that I am a, I'm not the same person I was when it just started. That's how it's supposed to go. You always got to forever evolving. You can't stay the yes. same as you was a year ago. I appreciate I appreciate you. Man, I'm solid. Appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate the compliment. <laughs> so, before we wrap this up, um, we've been married a year Christmas Day. Yes. It's been a been a wild ride, man. This wild ride is gonna get wilder. It's yeah, gonna get wilder. Goes, life goes on, boy. But, um, what do you have <sighs> planned for us in your future? Quick little. The future, like for us. Twenty twenty three. What you? What you? What you? For the Morrises. What do you have really, I want to just establish like. <laughs> Becoming a better us as a uh, as a partnership and a couple. I want to make sure like look, we step together, like we be more in sync than we ever ever have been. I want to keep continue building, combine. 
done it. But I say, it's just like the night I was born. <laughs> Boy, what the f- <laughs> Night I was born, you heard thunder and lightning. How you knew? My mom was told me, don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but look, but look, all jokes aside, though, I wanted us to just continue, like, to just build a better us, like, separately and together. Because it's, 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 the sky's learning for both of us, but, like, I know for a fact that, like, better things are coming for you, and I hope you get everything you deserve, my queen. Aw, love you too. I hope you get everything you deserve, too. I want to see my bank account OD, baby. I mean, if your bank account OD, I'll pick account OD. So it's, it's, Yo, wait it's, a it's a win. A win is a win. A Whoa, win is a win. Where the fire print, a man. win is a win. Oh, yeah, no, but wait, we are about to. Yeah. When we share the bank account. <laughs> Last when you got, we got married. That's when. Woo, yes, yes, exactly. You you signed the papers, baby. I got papers on you. You got papers on me, too. Oh, man. Sound like I'm on video. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. Like I always say, comment, share it, all that good stuff. I will see y'all next time. Tomorrow's wait. Mm. I was asked, can black women have meaningful friendships? And I wholeheartedly say, yes, we can. I have very meaningful friendships with black women. We affirm each other. We love each other. We make sure that each other's light shine. We fix each other's crowns. We do all of that. I really hate the, the negative stigma behind black women cannot be friends. And I hear a lot of men say they don't get it. And I'll be honest. I, I see where they're coming from because it boggles my mind, too. I've always been confused about women and girls trips. You see all the time on social media that four or more women go on this trip. They all happy and shit when they leave to go. It's always somewhere out the country. They leave to go wherever. And then they come back. The friendship has just fell apart. And it's like, you didn't know that one of your friends had bad money management. You didn't know that the other one, you know, will go home with the first dude that smiles at her. You didn't know this other one bring her man everywhere. Like, how is it that y'all wait till y'all pay for, pack for, shop for, get your hair done, nails done, all that. How y'all don't find out to ask y'all and spend all of this money and time? Do y'all not do, like, compatibility tests? I mean, I'm trying to understand how you can literally be friends and everything's great when y'all are in the States or wherever, and then y'all leave on this trip and y'all come home and it's like all of a sudden now you see everybody's true colors. It it boggles my mind. I went on my first girl's trip last year. Me and my four, my three best, wait, hold on, four. Was it four of us? Four of us. It was me and my three best friends. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I thought it was more of us. But me and my three best friends, we went to Vegas. We had fun. We all came back stronger as a friendship, as a unit. So I still kind of scratch my head on the fact that how the hell y'all go out on these trips? And that's when all of a sudden you, you complain about she ain't never got no money. You knew she ain't never had no money when y'all planned this fucking trip. So how is it that now you're mad because your, your friend who literally never has it decides to be the same person she is at home on a trip? You, you like, you think because y'all leaving 
on a trip, she's supposed to be a different person. Let me tell you, I can speak from very personal um, experience. Beggars do not care about the location, sis. A motherfucker who always got their hand out, a motherfucker who never have it, they will go to Timbuk motherfucking two, still fucking begging. So I get confused. The girl who always bring her man. I remember there was this video going viral on Instagram where some chick got on live and was mad because her friend brought her man. I get why the friend was mad. She shouldn't have did it. But here's my thing. Y'all didn't know she was she was bound to do some shit like that. Like, I, my thing is, <laughs> do y'all get to know each other before y'all decide to make these big steps? Because you people get on social media and they see that and they feel like that's what true black women in friendship is versus when they see black women uplifting each other and if you read the comments there are so many people who are like oh that was shady she didn't mean that like it's always where people are dissecting positivity but when you see that negative stuff y'all just automatically be like oh that's why i do this it's like it's crazy to me how we are seen as a group of of people who just cannot get along because and it's not that's not anywhere near the truth it's about the people that you you know engage with so if you are a woman listening and you feel like you're having a hard time making friends or you don't understand why you can't have a meaningful friendship I think it's time for you to kind of reevaluate the the company that you're keeping and think about what do you what what do you want in a friendship? You know what do you want in a friend? Friend fi- make, making friends and dating are one and the same. You have to go out there and put yourself out there and be friends. Yes, some of us are lucky to meet our friends in in kindergarten, and we've been rocking and rolling since then. They have some people where they had a childhood best friend, but they moved away. Y'all outgrew each other. There are so many different reasons why some people have hard times making friends. And I will say this. Do not let a bad experience, a bad experience is, taint you. I have had many women come into my life and pretend to be my friend. When really all they were doing was using me to make them feel better. Because I was so hard on myself. And this is the thing. Just like there are men out there who want to prey on women who don't see themselves so for their benefit. There are women out here who seek out those kind of women for quote-unquote friendships because they have to feel superior to somebody. Because they feel inferior on the inside. So find you some friends who like themselves. I love the fact that my friends like who they are. Yeah, we all have character flaws and we all know that none of us are perfect. We're growing every day and we always need some tweaking. However, we fix each other's crowns around here. We affirm each other around here. You you walking around with your lip out thinking that you're not beautiful, girl. That's a lie. You're you're beautiful. You're smart. You're amazing. You is smart. You is kind. You is important. We do that over here. My tribe, one thing about it, two things for sure. Nobody about to sit up here and, and, and agree with the fact that you feel bad about yourself. Because what you see is not the truth. You looking at that negative side. Let's go to the positive. You're not about to be shooting yourself down around me. 
That's what you're not gonna do because what we do over here, it's not no to- and I and it's not the toxic positivity thing because they do have such thing as toxic positivity, and a lot of women think that that's what happens sometimes when women like me and and my friends come along and speak life into them. They feel like there was a, a situation where one young lady could not understand the dynamic of my friendships with my tribe. They came off as if they felt like we were not that positive in real life. Y'all are not like, and I've, I've heard that a lot. Let's be very clear. There are a lot of women walking around this earth, black women specifically, that have no problem telling another black woman, you're beautiful, sis. I love what you're wearing. It's not always backhanded compliments. Y'all got to start watching, you know, um, reality TV. Everybody not trying to be the next Nene Leaks and Kenya Moore. Like, it's not like that for everybody. Some of us actually just really love our friends. We like them and love them. And we, we want them to win. So I can understand that sometimes it is a little overwhelming when you meet a group of women who are literally like, sis, I love you. You, 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 my bitch. Like it's, it, I can't, I get it, but it's real life. <laughs> Black women definitely can have meaningful friendships. I have met a plethora of wonderful black women where we don't even talk every day, but when we see each other, it's nothing but positivity. It's nothing but love. We may even light up a blunt and smoke with each other. Like, it's always going to be some real shit because at the end of the day, <laughs> I am, like my mom used to say, I'm a down ass shit. <laughs> like, I am very down to earth. I am the epitome of the awkward black girl and I have no gripe about it. I literally say the wrong thing at the wrong time. I overthink things. I may crack a very crude joke. I am me and people love me. And I love that about myself. My superpower is being an awkward black girl. And I I have no shame in it. When you like yourself, it's okay to let your light shine amongst other black women. You don't have to walk into the room and try to make every other woman feel bad because you want all the attention on you. Let me tell you something, girl. When you walk into that room, if your light is bright, whether you see it or not, other motherfuckers are going to see that light, sis. No matter how you may try to dim it, everybody else is going to see that light. And see your friends, they're going to walk beside you. While your light is shining, theirs are shining too. Nobody is making theirs a tad bit brighter than yours or anything like that. They are literally saying, girl, we are a force. And we, your light is bright, my light bright, his light bright, whatever. And when we together, oh, we blinding bitches. Because they can't handle all this light. Put y'all, put y'all shades on. Because when we come, when, when we walk up in this motherfucker... <laughs> It's bright lights. <laughs> it's <laughs> what? That's what it's supposed to be. So if you are listening and you are a black woman who's struggling to find friends, you could be my friend. <laughs> but you have to really put yourself out there. And also, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the reason why you can't make any friends. 
how's your attitude? How do you feel about yourself? Do you like yourself? If you don't like yourself, like if you really don't like yourself and you don't have any friends, 10 times out of 10, you're pushing people away. And I know some of y'all may listen to this like, that's not what it, yeah, it is. Because if you don't like yourself, you're going to make other people uncomfortable. A perfect example, and I know y'all going to laugh at me, y'all should watch Velma on HBO Max. It is another spinoff from the Scooby-Doo <laughs> franchise, and I, I was a little side-eyed in it too, but me sitting down and actually watching the, the the show, Velma is the epitome of the socially awkward, she's not black, but she's a woman of color, I think she's um Indian, um with this series, but she is the, the socially awkward girl of color that feels like I have to basically point out what's fucked up before someone else does. I put up this force field because I don't like myself. And I feel like people should watch, you should watch it so you can learn that sometimes it's you. Sometimes your attitude stinks because you're just really just so mad at the world because you don't like yourself. And you look at other women who can have that confidence in themselves and and and, and walk with their head held high and you feel like, well, because I'm not pretty like you or I don't have the body that you do, you look down on me. No, you look down on yourself. You look down on yourself. And that's something that you have to work on. Sometimes the reason why you cannot find your tribe is because Every time you try to find your tribe and people gravitate towards you, you blow the shit up because you're, you have some work to do. Because there's no way that you can be this person walking around and have not one friend. Either you're lying or you're the problem. And brings me to my next point. Ladies, could you stop making these videos where you and these girls are having a grand old time. Y'all making these lengthy ass birthday posts and I love you bitch. And then when you, when me and you have a conversation, you telling me you don't have no friends and I'm looking at you like, but you was just at R and B night with these girls or you was just at brunch with these women. You were literally just in freaking Mexico with these women, but they're not your friends. Call me crazy, but I'm not about to be spending my money on any of those things for people who I really don't consider my friend. I love my life and I cannot see myself traveling out the country with women who I know for sure do not like me. That is my, that's another reason why a lot of you who feel like you can't find meaningful friendships, you cho- you're choosing the wrong people. If you don't see these women as your friends, why are you hanging with them? Why are you spending your hard-earned money buying clothes, shoes, tickets, paying for drink? Like, why are you doing this? Why are y'all doing this? Like, it, it boggles my mind. Now, in my 20s, I probably would have been like, I get it, but I don't at 32, Find your tribe so you can have those likely, those those conversations of where y'all have things in common. I know what it's like to be around women who literally have none of the same interests that I do. Or if they do have the same interests, they hide it because they don't want to be judged. And yet get mad at me because I'm open about it. I've had people tell me, why do you talk about your depression so wild, so so freely? And and you tell too much of your business. You talk too much. This, this is my depression. I can do the fuck I want with it. And also me speaking so freely has opened the door for other women to come to me and 
open up and say, I'm going through the same thing. I can't talk to my friends because it's like they don't understand me. Maybe those are not the right friends for you. Maybe you need to find you some friends who, you know, give a fuck. Like, it's one of those things where it's like you have to kind of work on that. There's a reason why you are unhappy within your friendships. Those are just not your people. It's okay to let go of your friends, quote unquote, that don't serve you. I was once that girl hanging out with these girls. Don't feel like I belong at all. Feeling like, what the fuck am I doing around with these girls? Like, they, we have, like, we are on two different wavelengths. And I eventually walked away from those type of friendships. And the tribe I have now, we don't have every single thing in common, but we find, we, we always find our ways to try our best to relate. Even if we don't, my best friend loves Star Wars. It's not my thing, but I don't make him feel bad because I'm not into it. It's like, okay, that's not my thing, but we can still talk about it. I know something of it. I'm not, I'm not into Star Wars like that. Like I've, I've seen the movies and things, but it's just not something that I'm super into. But when my best friend brings it up, I don't shut my best friend down saying, oh, you know, or, or just stay silent. We, you know, I try my best to engage as the best that I can. And also, I'm very open with saying, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. And I'm not really sure about all that. But I get it. It's okay. It's okay to say, yeah, that's not really my thing. Instead of, you know, downplaying it or making it out of a joke. It's okay to just say, oh, I don't really know much about that. And that's when you open the door to your friends saying, okay, well, let me tell you about it. My friends and I have taught each other so many different things. They have exposed each other to different types of food, TV shows, music, you know, different uplifting celebrities or Instagram influencers, all kinds of things. That's what you do when you're a, a friend. You find that common ground and you build off of that. It, it's it's so weird to me that there are so many black women saying that they cannot make friends. They don't know how to make friends. Oh, it's hard. It's not. I, I, it's not. You have to find your tribe. You have to find those people who give a fuck about you. And I know that sounds like hard for some of you because, yes, jealousy does play a part in it. I'd be the first person to say that. Yes, you do have those friendships where it's very nice, nasty. It's very, it gives very much, you know, I don't really like this person like that, but she cool, I guess. I've had people, I've had women say they didn't like me and they didn't even know me. And to this day for the life of me, they still cannot give anyone a concrete answer to why they did not like me. And I'm, I don't give a fuck, but it's just like, dang, why don't you like me? What did I do? That's my mindset. I can't say that I am that girl that walks around like, fuck a bitch. No, I'm like, wait a minute now. It's still fuck you, but could you explain to me what the fuck? Like, what? why don't you like me? Like, what? <laughs> and the only reason why I become so curious is because you don't know me. So that has to be a personal thing. I've done nothing to you. You don't know me. 
So the fact that I irritate your spirit like that, that's a personal thing. That has nothing to do with Felagene <laughs> over here. I'm over here being my, myself, not not bothering nobody, not saying that I'm literally sitting here scrolling through my phone thinking of, girl, I, <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to eat when I get home. That's me. So I do find it weird when women have said in the past they just didn't like me. And I'm like, well... I mean, I can see if I was the type to do something because there are some women that you may not know them, but you've come across them and you're like, yeah, I don't think we're we're the type to mesh. I think we should not be friends, <laughs> you know, and the same thing with guys. You may meet a guy and you're like, mm, you're attractive or, you know, but I don't I just... I just, we just don't mesh. And that's perfectly fine. But to believe that you just cannot make friends, I call bullshit on that. And the reason why I call bullshit on that is because we all have our tribe, girl. You just have to take the time to find yours. And sometimes your tribe is right under your nose. For me, I always knew what my tribe was. I just didn't appreciate them to the capacity that I do now. Because when my mom fell ill... With, after her second diagnosis, that's when I really started to gravitate towards my true core, which was the friends I made in college and basically my childhood and high, you know childhood friends. Um, those were the people who would check on me without needing an explanation to what was going on with my mother. I want to put this out there: it's very ignorant to ask a person what's going on. And that you and they've told you that they don't feel comfortable talking about it. They're telling you that, you know, they have a lot on their plate. You know, it's very ignorant to call a person's phone a thousand and one times and you know their mother's in the hospital. Bitch, get a life. But I digress. At the end of the day, you can find meaningful friends. You just have to put yourself out there and you just have to be able to say, you know what? I want friends. I want to make these connections. I want to have women with, you know, some things that kind of, I want to be able to have a sisterhood. You have to be vulnerable enough to say that and be vulnerable enough to make these friendships. You have to be vulnerable in them. The key, the key to being a friend is being understanding, vulnerable, and have effective communications. Just like in a freaking relationship. The same standards you have for these niggas, girl, have for these friends. You're so quick to say, oh, if a dude blink wrong, he out of here. But this girl been your friend for five years and all she do is give you backhanded fucking compliments. Going around, talking about your other people. It should not be hard for you to kick him out your life and not her. And I know some of y'all are like thinking, well, it's for, and I used to think that too. I used to feel like, oh, a friend's betrayal is, is worse than a man betraying me. Honestly, at 32, it's, it's just all the same because I'm trusting you with me. I'm bringing me to the table. So whether it's relationship wise or friendship wise, if you are not serving me, you have to go. I don't, I, there's no difference in my book. Some people may agree, some people may disagree, but for me, you should have the same standards that you want for these men, have for your friends. And someone told me, think about the best friendship you have 
every friend that you come across should be able to live up to that standard. And that is the damn truth. Every single friend that I have today, they are definitely, definitely a strong branch of my tree of support. I have my family, my biological support system. And then I also have my husband. That's my relationship as far as my support system. And I have those friends. Let me tell you something about those friends. Okay. We don't agree all the time. But one thing about it and two things for motherfucking show. We find our way back to one another and we never ever try to dim the other one's light. We may not like some of the stuff that one another tells because that truth stings. But we always try our best to receive it, take heed to it. And we, we're we good at that. You know, none of us like to be told about ourselves. Let's just be clear. But... We have, we are learning to be humble and receive things because no one likes to be told the truth. And the truth definitely does hurt. When a person tells you something about yourself and you feel that sting in your stomach, girl, that's because it's the truth. And because you got so triggered by it, there's some truth there, my girl. Think about that. Look into it. Figure it out. But you have to be open and vulnerable to have a meaningful friendship. You know, I don't understand, again, how y'all spend all that money to go on these girls' trips. And then y'all come back acting like y'all didn't know that these other girls had all these issues. What is the point? And if I have... There's one thing where you vent to your friends about your other friend. Because sometimes you can't talk to your friend right then and there, you know, about something that may have bothered you. But you do end up having that conversation. It's a difference. There were times where... So-called friends said things about my being me being depressed to other folks, but never once brought it up to me. Talking about that, you know, why I look so sad all the time and things like that. Let me tell you something. If a person is your friend and they see that you are, you know, moping or you're sad or your aura is different, they're going to point that out. They're going to tell you, my best friend Jarrell told me, girl, what's wrong with you? You, you walking different. Your, your, you, your spirit is just different. I was fucking depressed. And my depressed really consumed me. And those same people who were being asked those questions about me, no one ever pulled me to the side and said, Flash Day, you know, people been asking me why you look so sad. What's going on? Why do you look so sad? Why don't you dress up? Why don't you keep your hair done? And if they would have came to me and said that, I would explain to them, I'm going through X, Y, and motherfucking Z. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep on. I think I'm losing my grip. But instead, they went the other way and talked about me. I'm not tripping about it. I'm better for it. I'm just speaking on this for, you know, experiencing and just to give you guys an example don't let these failed quote-unquote friendships taint you it's okay that sometimes the friendships don't work out that that doesn't mean that you're never find friends all that means is you god made space for your real friends to come in it sucks friendship breakups hurt just as much as relationship breakups breakups are hard period and yes you go through a, a bad breakup, whether it's friendship-wise or anything, and you be, you do overgeneralize. But I'm here to tell you, I've had many women 
come into my life and basically not give a hot damn about me. But it never stopped me from being me. It never stopped me from making friends. It never stopped me from knowing that, God damn it, I'm a fucking cool ass woman. I'm cool as fuck. I'm funny. I'm multifaceted. I'm beautiful. I'm fine. My light shines bright because I feel good about myself. And and because my light shines so bright, it's contagious. Because when I when my light shine, I inspire other women to let their light shine. That's how you're supposed to feel. It's not you don't have to compare yourself to anybody. It's not a competition of who get the most dudes. It's not a competition of, you know, who's the prettiest, who has a better body, who's all the it doesn't we're friends. I don't I, who cares? We're friends. We all fine. We all beautiful. We all can put any nigga we want. Oh, like what you what you mean? We all can be in the same room and let our light shine bright as hell. It's 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 a youth problem when you can't let your light shine in a room full of people. If if you feel like, oh my God, she's so pretty, what am I doing wrong? You're doubting yourself. That's what you're doing wrong. You're looking down on yourself. You're comparing this girl, you know, because of some outside stuff. But little do you know, yeah, she's beautiful, but she's empty on the inside. She's just as sad and down and out as you. You don't know a person's story. You don't know what they go through. So instead of, you know, doing the comparison thing and being the catty black girl, try being nice. Try being yourself. It's okay. I am the awkward black girl and I wear that shit with pride. I love Issa Rae because she made women like me feel confident in myself. Because it's okay to not always have the right answer. It's okay to second guess yourself sometimes. It's okay to be confident and and still socially awkward. It's okay. It's 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 okay. You are amazing the way that you are. And if you feel like you can't make any friends, it's most likely you. Put yourself out there or do some self-reflecting. Do you spaz out? Do you come in with all the drama? Are you the toxic entity of the friendship? Because, girl, some of y'all sitting up here and y'all thinking that y'all Jocelyn Hernandez when y'all really giving freaking Mimi. Y'all be y'all really giving Kenya more. Y'all thinking y'all are the 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 girl who people just mad at because you're pretty. No, Giselle. People are not mad at you because you're pretty. People are mad at you because you fucking suck. Your attitude stinks. Find you, you find yourself. And once you find yourself, find you some friends who are comfortable with you being you. And you being a catty ass bitch is not you being yourself. That is some type of coping mechanism because you don't want the true you to be seen. So what you do, you hide behind the ugly jokes. You hide behind the cattiness. You hide behind being the the one who has to always point out someone's insecurities or what you feel should be the insecurities. You want to know why? You have to point out what's wrong with others so no one points out what's wrong with you. Sometimes you need to check yourself before you redirect yourself. And that's, a, that's why some of y'all do not have friends and question why you cannot make friends. It's not always where you're the victim, sis. Sometimes you're the cause and the cure of your problem. So... I said once, I say it again. Yes, black women can have meaningful friendships. You just have to find your tribe. And how you find your tribe? Be yourself. Be true to yourself. And those people who really 
have the same interests as you or or just people who click with you, they'll find you. But you have to like yourself. You have to be able to be okay with being vulnerable. You have to be okay with being held accountable. You have to be okay with, you know, being told some things you don't like. You have to be okay with not only having friends, but being a friend. And being a friend means, girl, put your ego to the goddamn side. It's the same for romantic relationships. That ego gets you nowhere. It doesn't. Like I said, if you're wondering why you can't make friends, it's not because they're always jealous of you. Yes, jealousy is a thing. Like I said earlier, it is. But it's not always where you're jealous. They're, I mean, they're jealous of you. Like, be for real. Be fucking for real. Sometimes you just suck. And I've had my moment in time where I just sucked. We all do. But you don't stay there. You work on it and you grow from it. It is what it is. But you have to like yourself in order to be a be in a healthy friendship. You have to like yourself enough to where you're open to receiving you know, constructive criticism. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be able to say, I'm not okay. All of those things play a big part into you having meaningful friendships. And also be wise of who you're venting to. If you get a feeling in your stomach that your friend really not fucking with you like that, most of the time it's, it's the truth. People show signs of if they really care for you or not. I ignored them. And all God did was make those signs become bigger and bigger and louder and louder. And eventually I took heed and I rid myself of those people. And I thank God every day that I did that. This is no shade. It's the truth. I saved myself because the ride I was about to take and with that grief shit, I needed friends that gave me that grace because that's what this is about. Give yourself grace and find you a community that gives you that grace, but also holds you accountable. Because this is the thing. One thing about that people don't talk about that comes with grace. Accountability and grace go hand in hand. You did something messed up. Okay. I'm holding you accountable. Fix it. I'm giving you the space to fix it. If it's that type of situation. But you cannot expect everyone to give you grace without accountability. It just doesn't work like that. And if you have a hard time, you know, holding yourself accountable for things, you're going to always find yourself wondering why you don't have any friends or why you're only clinging to quote unquote men. And most of the time, you're only friends with those said men because they don't give a fuck enough to tell you about yourself. You go to them for validation. You go to those men because you like the fact that those men are say the girl that you claim is your friend isn't cute. It validates your feelings or whatever. But yes, sis, it just might be you. So it was great talking to you guys. It took me so long to finally get this episode out. And I, am, I apologize for that. But life has been lifing. But... Let me know what you think of this episode. I hope that you like it, that you share it. And I hope that I helped someone today. I will see you guys later. We'll see. I will talk to you guys later.